Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers, to a fine, cool evening in Ontario. At least it is in my home. I'm all cozy, cozying up and getting ready to have a fun conversation with all of you guys about navigating genders. And some of you might go, what do you mean navigating genders? There's a male and female. How do you nav? Why would you navigate a gender identity? Well, there is more than that. There is sex, and that's what you're identified as. And then we have gender identity. That's a little bit different. We will be talking about the difference of that. So before we get too far into the show, for those of you who are listening, I love talking about all things bodies, pleasure, and having more of it and more of it and more of it, and looking at the many varied uh, ways that we can bring that into our lives. So over the last seven years, I've done over 350 uh, episodes of The Pleasure Zone that you can get in podcast form on so many different um, platforms like iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Spotify, you name it. We're probably there. Um, If you name it and we're not there, we'll probably get there. So if you name it and we're not there, let me know and we'll get there. So what I love about this show is that I have the chance to explore things and topics that maybe aren't topics that I've ever had to even necessarily deal with myself, but I have the opportunity to explore definitely topics that are going on in the world, things that, you know, I may know people who are going through these things and I get to see it from their perspective. I get to see it from my perspective. I get to look at it even from when I do research, it's from the perspective of the researchers. And I look, I love looking at all these different things, all these different thoughts about that. And as I think about gender and growing up, I think like when I was growing up, I really didn't know about anything beyond male and female. It wasn't really in my reality. I knew people that maybe were they dressed a little different, but I didn't really know. So growing up in the 80s, then Boy George came out and he was a curious anomaly to me. And I couldn't quite understand Boy George at first. And I thought, oh, like he says he's a boy. His name is George. I was like 10 or 12 at the time when he was quite popular. And he had earrings and makeup. And so did some of the other musicians in the 80s. There was quite a few rock bands that had makeup. That kind of intrigued me. I was, I was quite fascinated, intrigued by that. But I didn't know that there was a different word other than that's a boy wearing makeup. And nowadays we actually have terms for that. And we did not even have terms for these things. We didn't have these different ways to identify in the 80s. So we've come a long way in the last 30 years where anybody who does have an identity, a gender identity beyond the binary gender identities that we work with, male and female, beyond that, 
there wasn't a lot of talk. Some people who were scholars, maybe they were had more experience, maybe they were curious or they read a lot. They might have known about a few things. They might have known about uh, where you could have intersex, where you were born with two genders, where you had more of a uh, the expression of two genders that didn't really, or two sexes that were not totally identifiable, which was considered rare medically. So one of the stats I read years ago on that was that it was, it was so rare medically that the medical system, what they would do up until about the last five to 10 years is whatever gender slash sex, the doctor decided was predominant would be the one that they would change the baby into. So if a baby had the expression of physical expression of two different sexes showing up physically, whichever one looked predominant would be the one that they would then operate on the child without parental consent, by the way, and not even usually tell the parents and they would then be living uh, this gender expression for the rest of their life, this sexual identity expression. So there are quite a few people who are now going back in, in their lives and looking at some of the history of their medical records to see, hey, wait a second, did I have, did something happen when I was a child? Was I operated on? Because there were quite a few people whose genders that were chosen for them were not the genders they now identify with. And quite a few people are uh, have actually put cases out so that they are suing doctors so that their coverage for their, their um, when they have a, a gender reassignment will be covered. And I think that's completely fair. If somebody's decided it for you and it's not the choice that works for you, it should absolutely be covered. Well, frankly, I think it should be covered anyway, but that's just my we live in Canada and a lot of things aren't covered that should be covered. That's a whole other story. So, um, you know, if we were a just society in all countries, we'd have all of our medical covered. Um, and that's a political statement. So <laughs> my, my curiosity about gender comes into, in the last probably 10 years, looking at these different these different terms that have come out. And in the last couple of years, I heard the term cisgender and I was like, what is cisgender? And come to find out that I am probably cisgender. Well, if you're like, you are, what's that? Cisgender is when, for example, I was, when I was born, the doctor identified me as female and I continue to live my life as a female. That in itself is a gender identity, it's cisgender. It's not an identity that most cisgender people use. It's an identity that the LGBTQ community uses in respect to people who were born with um, or identified as a gender, as a sex, and maintain that sex identity through their whole life. So there are gender identifications for every, pretty much everything you can imagine. Some of the gender identities that you might think about are or you might have heard of are, are way more common than say, for example, like, you know, there, there are some ones that may seem a little bit more obscure. Uh, there are, you know, there are ones that I, I bet you have heard of. So I was actually just talking to my daughter the other day 
about, I said, honey, have you ever heard the term butch, like butch lesbians? And she's like, no, I've never heard the term butch before. And it was interesting. I'm like, do you know what that is? Like, she's like, no. I said, so if I told you that it's in reference to lesbians, what would you think? And she's like, I don't know. So butch is a term that a lot of people have used in regards to lesbians in the past. Uh, lesbians who will often uh, sort of show the gender that's considered more masculine, right? So it's primarily used though in the LGBTQIA plus communities. And it's a term that typically does describe someone with or that presents the gender that's considered masculine. But it doesn't necessarily indicate other like terms that someone might use to describe their uh, sexuality or gender. It just has to do with having more masculine traits, right? So that's a probably pretty common one. And I, I know quite a few um, what I would say, what I would consider butch lesbians. I don't know if they would describe themselves that way because that's a personal thing. And that's the thing to consider about gender is it's not something that somebody can actually tell you you are, even though you might think, oh, that person's butch. doesn't really matter what you think. It's how they identify. And that's the beauty of gender is the gender is very fluid that way in that gender has more to do with the way that you identify. So you could identify as more masculine or more feminine or a combination of both or neither. Um, you can have, a, it, it really does have to do with all of how that person personally expresses himself, feels and says, this is who I am. So it is a personal expression. So where sex identity is what, you are given at birth. So at birth, there are generally the three, sometimes four sex identities that a doctor will come up with. So male, female, uh, intersex, where, where it's unidentifiable, where both sexes are showing up equally. And then there's one where there's, it's neutral. It's a gender neutral where there is actually not a lot of expression of either. So there isn't one that's predominant. It's a little different than intersex where there can be two and you can't decide which one's more predominant. And then there's one where there's not enough expression of either. So it's considered neutral. So those are the four that you'll find in, in like science journals, or you'll find in medical information. The primary ones, though, as we know them, are male and female. So everything comes out of that. And if you think of you have four things and you can do a combination of everything, right? So you have four variables and then you mix them all together. Just like if you had four ingredients for uh, making food and you could combine them in different quantities in different ways, you're going to get a lot of variety. Just like if, if you're baking, say, for example, a biscuit, you'll have the same ingredients you might use as cookies, but you might add a little something different and then it turns into a whole other something or other, right? So you got some basic foundation of different things like some masculine traits, some feminine traits. Now, whether those are outward expressions or inward expressions or 
it, it's all up to the person who is identifying as a certain gender to claim that. It has nothing to do with anybody else's opinion. So as much as I could say, I know, I know butch lesbians. No, I don't, unless they've told me so. And until they've actually identified that way, I don't actually know butch lesbians. So they will make just say I'm a lesbian or, and that is more about their sexual identity. So now we have a difference. There's a difference between sexual identity, gender identity, though sometimes those cross over each other and sexual uh, assignment or sexual reassignment. This vast information. And it all comes down to not just our genitals, but the way that we express that in the world and the way that we see ourselves as well. So we've got this umbrella, which is probably partly why the umbrella is the flag for the LGBTQI+. But now there's actually more colors added into the flag, which is kind of cool. I saw a more modernized version of the LGBTQI+ a plus flag recently. And it's it's um, really neat. There's way more colors in it. There's variety, it's really neat. So when you, when you think of it, just sit with a moment and just think about with, with your own body. When you just think like, how do I express myself outwardly physically? Like, do I express myself as male? Do I express myself as female? And now these are, what your culture would identify you as male and female. So let's say if you went to Scotland in the 1700s and men are wearing kilts, then their identity does not necessarily make them feminine because kilts are part of the culture. But if you saw you know, men maybe walking around um, Germany wearing kilts at the same time, that might've been very strange. So the gender gender identity also has to do with a lot of things that are culturally normative like normative so if there's something normal in a culture where people are like oh yeah men wear kilts that's normal in our culture then a man wearing a kilt which might be an expression to other cultures as something that's feminine in that culture it's not feminine so it doesn't have the same I don't know, the same result. I don't know how else to put it. It is, it doesn't equal the same uh, identity, right? So we're going to look at it from cultural perspectives. We're going to look at it from personal perspectives because culture does play such a role in how we personally see ourselves. And even if you are cisgender, and you are looking to have a world that's more inclusive, this show can invite you to more of that. This is not a show, you know, this particular episode is definitely not an episode where I'm trying to like convince you into you may be, uh, you may identify sexually differently. This may open your eyes to, to start to think about yourself a little different. Uh, and it's just really about information because I, I feel like there's a lack of information on this front. And I've been told by my friends in the queer community that they consider me an ally. So I'm like, cool, as your ally, and that's part of the A's in some of the LGBTQI, as an ally, I would like to get the information out there. 
And so part of being an ally is sharing what you know. And, and I'm also not trying to share this from a place as if I know. I have not lived this experience, so I, I cannot say what it's like to go through this. I'm just giving some ideas of some things. So we're going to look at uh, that, a bunch of different things in the next uh, few segments around, you know, if you if you do know people who identify different with different genders, um, especially if you do and you feel uncomfortable with it, some tips and tools on how to feel comfortable, like, hey, maybe your kid just came out to you as trans, like, what do you do? Like, how can you be to not be a judgmental parent about this? I think this, this may actually go more down the parenting route because there are a lot more kids identifying openly about things in these, uh, in these last few years. So stick around for that. The show is on the fly. So I'm just following the energy and we're probably going to be talking about some kids next. So stick around. <laughs> You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspire Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So, for some of you out there listening, this show may be a little bit strange for you because we're not really talking about sex today. We're not really talking about, not really specifically talking about pleasure. But this can lend to having more pleasure in your life if you feel and sense that you can identify with a gender that when you identify with it gives you peace and it gives you a sense of ease in your life, just like the way that if you, for example, you know, find a career that you might really like. And sometimes when you, when you have the sense that you're 
you're like, oh, I get it. This is what and who I am. The more that we have a sense of what and who we are, the more sense of comfort we can have in our lives. Yeah. So one of the things that I've, I've noticed lately is, so one thing for sure is at the end of the school year last year, my and my daughter had a lot of speakers come into her classroom. She was uh, doing remote schooling as she is this year as well. And her teacher had amazing connections to so many different people. And they had the experience of talking about things like equity. And they had thing, experiences of talking to Indigenous, all kinds of Indigenous people from um, different experiences. And art and you name it they had so much so many cool things going on and one of those classes on equity people were encouraged to look at how they identify and whether you identify as male female uh, non-binary um, or a certain, there are certain other categories for sure neutral agender you name it and so the kids were doing this and one of the girls in my daughter's class came out to her class in that, in that very day and identified both as, I believe she identified as lesbian and butch at the same time, which was really amazing for, to me, for somebody that's 13 and that felt like a sense of, I'm safe here and I can say what I need to here, and it's going to be okay. And then at the beginning of this school year, my daughter was so excited, like over the moon, excited that one of the kids in her class um, is trans and openly discussed being trans with the class. And she was so like proud and excited for it. And um, so this person was identified as female when they were born and now is living as a male. And on remote schooling, it's made it a lot easier for these kids to be able to be open about that and not be heckled or teased or, um, you know, abused for these things. So it's a really great opportunity for kids to be able to become more open and open with each other and being able to create a sense of community in a different way, right? So what I thought was really cool was my daughter's excitement. And I would love that if parents out there could have the enthusiasm that my kid had for their kids, if their kids are coming out to them, if you could have the enthusiasm of my kid, think about how much more ease you could have with your children or how much more ease your child can have with you and open they can be with you and what you could co-create if you actually had joint enthusiasm for what they're telling you, whatever they're telling you, especially when that's been something that's been very vulnerable for them to share. And if it's something very vulnerable, like your identity or gender identity or your sexual identity, that's a really big one to share when you're young and a lot of people are aware of it fairly young. I, I know of people who say, yeah, I knew since I was like four, I was in love with girls. I knew since I was four, I was in love with boys. Like they knew. I knew since I was four, I was in love with mostly boys, but sometimes women. Like I knew that when I was very little. I never identified sexually as bisexual, but if somebody 
people have identified me that way, which I think is funny. I'm like, I don't identify as anything actually. <laughs> identify as I enjoy bodies and I don't even identify as pansexual. So <laughs> that is just, um, and, uh, so, and there are people who really want to have an identity like that. And that's awesome. And I love that it exists and that it's available that, you know, if you feel comfortable with those identities, you can work with that. One of my favorite sayings comes from a show called Shit's Creek from CBC, but you can also find it on Netflix. And in it, there's a character, David, who um, in one of the episodes says one, his line is one of the most, I think, poignant lines going for, for me, actually, and how I would describe the way that I am with bodies. And so he says, I like the wine, not the label. And I have to say that that's how I like it too. I like the wine, not the label. It doesn't matter what that label is, red wine, white wine, doesn't matter. I like the wine, not the label. So, and a lot of, um, it's actually become a trend ever since he said that on that show, he's become a huge, well, that show is actually a really openly, um, that shows very open about uh, sexuality. It talks about a lot of these things in a way that uh, has it so co like common and normal that it's never been like, we have to get over this hurdle and this problem. It's just like, David has these things going on in his life. It's who David is. And it's never been um, an issue, which I think is one of the most beautiful things that they ever did on that show. And so it's, it's been adopted by a lot of the LGBTQ community as um a term i like the wine not the label is like a term they actually use it's used a lot in gay parades gay pride parades so if you ever go to a gay pride parade you can always get yourself a t-shirt i like the wine not the label march proudly and walk with your peeps so and i say walk with your peeps because we're all just people having an experience right so gender can create a huge issue for people um, like pig and it and is sexual identity can create such an issue and that for me is such a heartbreaker I I can tell you a story because my dad's probably not listening to the show but last week I said something to him to the effect of I think somebody as somebody that we both know I said I think so and so might be gay dad so stop pushing on them that they need a girlfriend and he's like how dare you I'm like dad this person's in their 30s. They have every indicator. And I'm not trying to make them come out of the closet, but I'm trying to get you to stop harassing them about being straight. Because it's not cool. Like, leave people alone about their sex life. If, if they would like it and if they're coming to you for advice or assistance, cool. But don't go placing your opinions on how they're living it um, you don't have a boyfriend. You don't have a girlfriend. Yeah, none of your business. So from the parenting perspective, too, is why I'm bringing this up, because it's my dad. But from the parenting perspective, if you can give your child space to figure these things out, yeah, they might be 14 when they figure it out. They might be 30. They might be 50. They might never figure it out. They might always be speaking and curious and wondering. And that is so cool, too. So do not place timelines, guidelines, or any of that, any of your own shit on them. That's pretty much all it is, is your own shit. So if you can just notice when you are trying to impel 
your ideals on them and allow them to choose in their own time in their own way and be open to them coming to you when they need to be. They will, but if you are not open to them coming to you when they need to be, they'll hide from you forever and you'll never get to really know the real person. And when they do open up to you and there's something that you might feel uncomfortable with, take a moment, take a breath, breathe it out, create space in your body and being. And until you have space and until you've let go of any judgment of them, just keep breathing. And it might take you a few weeks and it might take you a year. Um, Be with them. Just be present with you and your reactions and just be with them. So I know that that might be tricky because you're maybe, you know, you love to jump on the, that was not cool. And why are you, are you sure? Cause you're only 30 years old. How do you know you're, how do you know you're gay? Like, how do you, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Cause you know, so is it, is it okay as a parent to just let your children be? And I say this because I've actually had a lot of parents in lately who are realizing how hard they are on their kids and how much they've impelled their crap on their children and how it's not working. So we impel certain things like gender, like gender normative things like binary gender is normal. The rest is not. We, we do this and it's not kind. And we do things like Hey, do you have a boy? You don't, you know what we do? We say to four-year-old girls, do you have a boyfriend? What boy do you like at school? What boy do you have a crush on? From like the age of four, we're assuming everybody is heterosexual. Um, So I was not that parent. And I was like, kind of hoping for some news one day from my kid, like, Hey, are you going to come home and tell me you're a lesbian? I'm like, kind of like the the creepy opposite parent. I'm like, are you one day going to and I say on a regular basis, I'm like, so have you thought about like your gender identity lately? Have you thought about your sexual identity ever? Like, do you ever think about these things? And she's like, yeah, no. I'm like, cool. It doesn't happen often. I don't ask her like weekly, but you know, maybe like once a year, I'll bring it up and just see where she's laying, laying with that. But when she was in kindergarten and she came home and she told me all the crushes she had, it was vast. And it was like, wow, you're in love with everybody. Fantastic. (laughs) So I quite love that. I love that the response was open-ended. It wasn't assumed. uh, It wasn't like assumed heterosexual. And then there was a little time where she was in love with trees. So, hey, cool. And now she's not anymore. So it changes. It's fluid. (laughs) If you just let a person be, they'll go through their discovery and They'll figure out what works for them and what doesn't work for them. And they might have a moment in the sun where they are in love with trees for a few years and that's their thing. And they have a crush on a tree. Cool. Have a crush on a tree. See how it goes for you. Maybe the trees are not judging you. So it's easy to have a crush on them. So we're going to come back. Uh, We're going to be heading to a break. We will talk a little bit more about gender identity. There are so many of them. I'm not going to spout out the list for you. It's more to me about how as as parents do we look at this, how as friends do we work with people with um, who maybe come out to you with different gender identities and you know how do we be that space so that we're not being jackasses? That's just the thing. So let's try not to be that. 
and we'll come back. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone and we'll be back right after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're talking about gender. And if you're just joining the show right now and you're like, ah, gender, bleh, that seems boring and not fun or interesting. It's actually hugely interesting when you start to look at the depths of how many different gender identities we now have available for people to identify with. How else do we word that? Because the word is identity. So when we have options, isn't it lovely? It's like, remember before there was Baskin Robbins and your choices were vanilla or chocolate? And you're like, all right, I guess. And sometimes you get excited and you're like, oh, Neapolitan. You had three choices of ice cream, maybe max. But wasn't it a wonderful day when Baskin Robbins opened and we had 31 flavors of ice cream in Canada? It was a wonderful day. And to me, having the option to be able to see and explore different things, they're like different flavors that we can explore to be able to have that option is beautiful and 
I do feel like at one point it would be really nice if nice, not just nice, I think it's necessary for the legal system to catch up on this too. Because right now in our legal system, you can only be legally identified as a man or a woman. So maybe one day we will legally be able to identify with many other gender identities, not just sexual identities. I believe Germany was one of the first who allowed uh, to be legally identified as also intersex. However, that's three, and there are way more combinations and options than that. So before the last break, we were looking at different things, situations where maybe kids have been dealing with some stuff and looking at their gender identity. I'm mostly looking at like the teen pre, like teen tween kind of early twenties area, because a lot of people are now able to explore these where, you know, in, I would say people in their forties and above have either already identified themselves or haven't and maybe never will. So this is really, something that's going on is as you're curious about life and curious about who you are you know there are these questions about for yourself and sometimes you just know you're just like yeah this is who I am I I'm a trans I'm trans woman I'm you know and you might have other uh other identities that you you I have with that as well so there was I was talking to my niece about this because I love having very in-depth conversations with my niece who is also, well, she's 14. And she had, uh, she said, hey, auntie, like I just had a friend who identified as, as a transgender woman. And then she said that, uh, or he said, or she said, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, what are their pronouns? So then she's like, well, I don't understand their pronouns. And I'm like, okay, so... Um, and then she said, but they also said they're non-binary. And then they said this, and then they said this. And she said, but don't those like, aren't those like contradicting each other? And, and so even that identity, when that person put that identity up on Instagram, it created a conversation that lasted like an hour about gender identity and what these words mean and how, yeah, you can combine them if you like, because it isn't something that is it's not, it's fluid is what it is. It's not something that's stagnant. It doesn't stop. It can flow. And there are ways that you could one day feel more female. One day you feel more male. Like there's, there's definitely uh, identities that work that way as well, where it's non-binary in any way. So that can be something that, you know, you can have many categories or or we'll call them like labels or identities that you can use. You can, however it is for you that makes you feel more true to yourself, that's what you'll use. And even if they sound contradictory to somebody else, that's okay. Cause that's, it's not their, it's not really theirs to own. It's yours to own. It's who you are, not who they are. So gender identity does not have I'll say it again, has nothing to do with anybody but you. So if you're feeling like, hmm, well, maybe, you know, maybe I'm agender, 
cool, which is somebody who doesn't really identify with either gender. Maybe I'm a gender. Okay, cool. And then, you know, maybe six months down the road, you're like, hmm, maybe now I feel this. You may go through phases and stages and it's all about discovery and questioning and exploration. And that's the beauty of it. Also, no, you know, if you are listening to this and you are a parent or if you are like a teen and you're like, you're feeling like, well, I identified as this. And since I told my friends I'm this, I have to stick to it. You don't have to stick to anything. You have choice. And if you feel like one day you're feeling agender and six months down the road, you're feeling transgender, that's your choice to identify with whatever has you feel the most you. And, you know, if you did tell people and then you're like, oh, well, that was like a really hard job to do. Sometimes it's cool to just even keep it to a few people that you trust, that you, you know, are your allies, that you feel you can have these explorative conversations with. And you don't have to head, you know, uh, stand in one of, you know, if that one changes for you, that's okay. You don't have to think, oh, I chose this and now I'm stuck with this. No, that's the beauty of gender right now is that we have so many to choose from and so many options and ones that you could create on your own. You can do that. You have that choice. Not that necessarily gender is a choice, but what I'm saying truly about this is that using certain words to identify yourself is a choice how you express that to have yourself feel truly you is all, it is also a choice. You can choose to feel truly you or not. Um, so the, you know, that, that truly you-ness, that part's not a choice, that's truly you. And the part that is the choice is how you express it and how you choose to identify with it. So you are you regardless, simplifying this. And how you choose to identify your gender is a choice by the words you're choosing to identify yourself. And if that changes, because maybe you've changed or you've noticed things about yourself, that's also a choice. And all of those things should have you feeling more and more like yourself in every day and every way. If you're like, oh yeah, I'm trans. And if every day and every way and you're sitting with that identity, that it gives you ease and joy, even if everybody else in the world doesn't understand it. It's not up to them to understand it. It's for you to start to feel like this is who I am. And when you can have that, then you will be able to walk proudly. It won't matter what other people say about it or, you know, you know, I, I do know a few people who have gone through transition in this area, uh, not uh, uh, pre-op and pre-op trans from um, born gender female and then transgender to male. And it was a really big deal. It was a big deal in the community. I live in a small community and this uh, person is very alone in their experience in a way because there aren't a lot of people where I live in the middle of a small town in North America that in Canada that can relate, that can talk to them about it, that so this person has, you know, half their family won't even talk to them 
which is a huge thing in a community where you rely on your family. So it would be really nice to see people being kinder through these experiences, to be supportive, to be open, to be mindful, uh, to not be jackasses. So to me, what a jackass is, is somebody who belittles you, degrades you, makes you feel awful about yourself. Um, not that anybody can make you anything, but you know they can definitely add to the energy of you know by belittling and degrading you. Um, it can you know if you're not feeling strong in yourself, it can take you down. It can tear you apart, right? So that's not cool. So the question that I would put out there to anybody who's questioning their gender right now is to just sit and be with with you know, maybe looking at some of the different identities that are out there. There are over 64 now. I think it was in 2018 or 2019 that 64 genders were identified. And I, I think I recently saw something where there's more than 70 now. And they'll be on the rise as people are, we are creative beings and we will find identities that match ourselves and the words that match the energy of who we be. We'll find those because we're creative. So when you're, when you're looking at that, just look at those and go, hmm, which one do I feel I most matches me? Like, which one matches me the most? And play with it for a few days with your own head. Just like, hmm, I am. So for example, like if I was going to play with someone, I might go, I am transgender. Hmm. And then play with that for a few days and feel like, what does that feel like to say that as if I'm admitting it to myself? And if it's like, okay, that one doesn't match. Okay, I am a gender. Play with that for a while. I'm a gender. I am a gender. Hmm. Okay, well, maybe a few days later, that doesn't feel quite right either. So you can go through all of them and just see which ones work for you. And, you know, claiming it as an I am this, it's, it's like doing, uh, you know, an affirmation. However, you're not really affirming. It's just checking the energy to see if it matches when you say, I am this, or I am that. Just see if it matches. You're not trying to force yourself into it. Just an exploration. So I encourage you to explore. We're going to go to our next commercial. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial break. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You could also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at Now, back to the program. 
Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. So today we've been talking about navigating gender identity and looking at questions like if you've ever wondered what the difference between gender and sex is, we've looked at different kinds of, I've named a few genders in here, just slipped them in here and there. There are many, there are um, definitely over 64 at count. And if you've ever, you know, wondered why does a person require a gender identity, I hope this show has offered you up some ideas and information as to why that might be. And as a parent to somebody who's maybe exploring their gender, some of the tips that you can use that I offered as well for you to be able to work with your kids so that you're not judging them, you can be space for them, you can be joyful energy for them, you can celebrate with them, and you can be in allowance of them exploring their identity as it may change as well. So really this comes down to if you are a parent of somebody who is, is exploring and questioning their gender right now, just let them explore. Remember when they wanted to play with toys and you know, you'd put out all the toys on the ground. I hope you did anyway. You just put out all the toys and you just let them go for it, whatever was fun. And maybe they'd throw Legos in with a Barbie and, and all of a sudden there was, uh, you know, paint involved and 30 different toys got combined because they created something unique to them. So for me, that's how parenting worked. And this to me is also how, and how we can allow people to explore anything put everything we are aware of in front of them and they may actually create something new that works even better for them than anything that had ever been offered up before. So I know that this may be a struggle for some of the parents out there to hear this from kids and kids, if you're listening, if you're a teen or in your early twenties and you feel like you just need somebody to talk to, to explore this, I'm open to that. Just connect with me. Uh, I can give you my time. I'm happy to give you my time to explore that with you and just be a sounding board for you too, if you just need to ask questions and figure things out. So you can connect with me through my website at melitzajelinek.com. If you're a parent and you feel like you would like, you know, your, your child to to um, maybe chat with me, let them listen to this episode, see if they feel comfortable with my energy. And if they would like to connect with me, then um, I would love for, for both of you to, uh, to connect with me and then we can have some conversations. Maybe you need some, some coaching for parents and kids on this as well. I get that. It's not something that a lot of us parents grew up with. So it's very different. It's a very different reality from what we knew. And for some parents, we, you know, you just might not have had the tools to be able to navigate this. And a lot of kids are learning how to navigate these things by exploration. And if we can be that space to allow them to be the explorers that they can truly be, they can explore more than just their genders. They can explore, you know, what they would like to offer the planet in terms of career choices or multiple career choices or business ventures or whatever it is they would like to create their life as, right? We're to open the doors so that we are not putting them in boxes anymore. 
to open the door so we can allow them to show up fully and express themselves fully as the people and the person that they would like to, to express themselves as. It can offer them so much freedom if you're willing to be that space. It can offer them so much freedom to have conversations with you so that you don't have your child uh, pulling away from you or that you're feeling like your relationship is going down the tubes where they're ignoring you. They're, you know, they're, and maybe there's reasons for that. Maybe they've not felt comfortable. Maybe you've said things in the past that were critical or judgmental. You might have been one of those parents who asked, do you have a boyfriend to a four-year-old girl? Or do you have a girlfriend to a four-year-old boy? When really it's like, hey, who are the kids in your class that you really like? And it doesn't mean anything other than you really like them. And it can be really fun to ask them, hey, who are the kids you really like? This doesn't really have to do with friends either, because I never really found that my daughter identified as with friends. It's the people she likes. And even now she's like, I don't really understand friends. I'm like, I get that. But who do you, who are the people you like? And there are lots of people she likes. So go with that because we're all in a different kind of journey and we're living in a different kind of world now than we were 40 years ago. So we might just need some space to allow each other to to grow and explore and figure things out. And maybe, you know, you'll find you're like me and you've never really felt like you had a sexual identity and, um, you know, explored thoughts on gender, but never really, I've never even really looked at my body and thought of gender so much either. So I have, have, because whenever I've tried to identify as female, it's very strange. And anytime I've tried to identify as male, it's also very strange because I have had these exploration ideas in my mind where I'm like, oh, I'm male, I'm female. And I just play with that, right? Like I was mentioning that tool of, oh, I am trans, I am, I am a gender. It's just an exploration. See what matches you, see what feels fun and feels true to you that you can feel ease with regardless of what anybody else says to you because your gender is yours it's nobody else's they nobody can gender you people have given you sexual identity sex identity doctors have but that's not your gender so stay tuned in and turned on till next week everybody i look forward to having you listen in thank you for listening to the pleasure zone with sensual movement artist milica yelenich The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.